98K News. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The government feels the heat over e-cigarettes. The police look into an ID check harassment claim. And Australia has signed a deal to send asylum seekers who need urgent medical treatment to Taiwan from the Pacific island of Nauru. The Hong Kong Council on Smoking and Health's chairman says the council will only accept a ban on e-cigarettes and not the government's current proposal to simply regulate them like other tobacco products. Speaking after appearing on a commercial radio programme, Antonio Kwong said e-cigarettes appeal to youngsters because of their unique flavours. And he said the council's long-term goal was a complete tobacco ban, but it would aim to reduce smoking in the medium term. We want to achieve a smoking prevalence of 5% or below by 2027. I think when we get to that stage, I can maybe do like a public consultation to see whether public would support a total ban of all tobacco products. Banning all novel types of tobacco products, including e-cigarettes and heat of burn products, is definitely one of the steps to achieve that target. I think tobacco control has always been a multi-prone approach. Meanwhile, the Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has said the government doesn't rule out a future ban on e-cigarettes or heat-not-burn products. The medical sector and the two medical schools have been up in arms against the administration's regulation plan, saying the products should be prohibited for health reasons. Speaking to reporters after attending an RTHK radio programme, Professor Chan said the government fully respects the views of the medical profession and will continue to listen. We would continue to look at the latest evidence from uh, internationally and also locally. We want to understand more about the prevalence of uh, the use of these uh, new tobacco products. Uh, we would also want to uh, review uh, the uh, entire uh, situation of practices uh, of other countries. Uh, after reviewing all these um, evidence and also factors that uh, we do not rule out, if uh, necessary, that uh, we would uh, further uh, strengthen our regulatory framework. On a separate matter, the Health Secretary has said people should not take the -the over-the-counter drug Enziplex. This follows a contamination scare at Queen Mary Hospital. The drug, which is used to treat digestive problems, has now been recalled after mould was found on tablets prescribed to a cancer patient. Sophia Chan says even though the Indonesian-made product is no longer available in the market, a lot of people may have the drug at home. Professor Chan was asked whether the government would strengthen its monitoring of drugs manufactured overseas. I think we have a very robust system of uh, registering uh, any drugs uh, coming into Hong Kong. The Department of Health uh, Drug Office uh, have uh, very stringent uh, measures uh, in uh, registration of drugs. So first of all, they have to be uh, registered uh, elsewhere. Uh, They will also look into the reports provided by uh, the drug company uh, that it is safe, uh, its efficacy is okay, uh, and also that uh, its quality is okay. So I think this uh, incident may not be an issue of the registration of drugs. The police commissioner Stephen Lowe says the force is investigating a complaint from a woman who has accused a male officer of harassing her after taking down her details during an ID check. The woman says the officer had called her afterwards and sent multiple WhatsApp messages saying he liked her and wanted to develop a relationship. The police chief said he believes this is an isolated incident but he stressed the force takes the matter very seriously. Our stands are very, very clear. We do not tolerate any officer committing any crime or committing any disciplinary offence. We will uphold the highest standards of integrity within the force. I hope uh, the, the public will appreciate that apart this very, very small minority of officers committing these uh, offences, 
99.9% of my officers, i.e. 30,000 police officers plus 3,000 auxiliary police officers who are very committed to their duties and working very hard every day to serve the public. The Sydney Morning Herald newspaper says Australia has signed a deal to send asylum seekers who need urgent medical treatment to Taiwan from the Pacific Island state of Nauru. Australia detains illegal immigrants in Nauru as a way of tackling people smuggling and the deal with Taipei will mean they will not have to go to Australia for treatment. Taipei is not a member of the United Nations. This means refugees cannot apply for asylum to prevent them from being returned to Nauru. You're listening to the news on RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Media reports in the United States say its Navy is drawing up plans to build detention centres on remote military bases to house tens of thousands of illegal immigrants. According to Time magazine, which first reported the story, the details are contained in a memo drafted for the U.S. Navy Secretary's approval. It outlines plans to build what are described as temporary and austere detention centres to house 25,000 migrants at abandoned airfields in California, Alabama and Arizona. The Pentagon has announced the indefinite cancellation of two exchange marine training exercises with South Korea. Earlier, Mr Trump made it clear that pressure on North Korea would be sustained, describing the country as an extraordinary threat. The BBC's Kat Wiener reports. The announcement follows hard on the heels of Tuesday's decision to cancel Freedom Guardian, the annual military drills conducted by US and South Korean forces that have long been a source of tension with North Korea. A Pentagon spokeswoman said the move was intended to support agreements reached between President Trump and the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un at their historic summit earlier this month. However, she stressed that any additional measures would be dependent on continued productive negotiations. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that police need a warrant to obtain mobile phone location data from telecom companies. The police still do not need a warrant in emergency situations such as shootings or bomb threats. The BBC's Chris Buckler has more. Police in Michigan and Ohio used location information from a mobile phone to show a suspect was there when a series of robberies took place. The evidence helped convict Timothy Carpenter, but his lawyer and the American Civil Liberties Union argued that giving officers those records without a warrant was unconstitutional. In a majority decision, the US Supreme Court agreed, ruling that it breached the Fourth Amendment, which prevents unreasonable search and seizure. And one of the judges warned that if warrants weren't needed, it would enable the state to keep people under constant surveillance. China and Nepal have agreed to build a railway across the Himalayas from Tibet to Kathmandu. There is currently no such rail link. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. The railway would have to navigate high mountains and deep valleys. One Chinese expert has already said it might have to tunnel through Mount Everest. China, though, is unafraid to tackle major engineering projects. Just over a decade ago, it opened a railway across the Tibetan plateau to Lhasa. When the line was being built, there were clinics every six miles or so to treat workers made ill by the high altitude. At the moment, Nepal has hardly any rail track. The British built one of the few lines to transport timber. The agreement to build one from Tibet to Kathmandu was agreed on a visit to Beijing by the Nepalese Prime Minister. Sports now in football at the FIFA World Cup in Russia. Switzerland have come from behind to beat Serbia 2-1. That moves the Swiss into contention in Group E, level pegging with Brazil on four points. 
Brazil beat Costa Rica 2-0 in their Group E game, helped by goals from Felipe Coutinho and Neymar in injury time. Nigeria beat Iceland 2-0 in extra time in their Group D game. And for a look ahead to the rest of the weekend's World Cup action, here's the BBC's Don Busby. Looking ahead to the World Cup games this weekend and in Group F we have South Korea versus Mexico. The Mexicans very impressive so far in this World Cup and Germany against Sweden and that's a very tricky tie for the Germans who of course lost their opening game. All eyes will be on that game. Later on in Group G, Belgium very impressive against Tunisia. They should have too much for them. And then on Sunday uh, big interest for all England fans in Group G. They play their second game having defeated to Tunisia. They take on Panama who look to restrict them again, a little like the Tunisians did. But England should have too much for Panama. Uh, in Group H later on on Sunday we have Japan versus Senegal. Senegal, the first African nation to get a result, a, a good win in this tournament, carrying the, the continental flag so to speak, taking on a Japanese side who of course go into that game with a victory themselves. And then later on in Group H we have Poland taking on Colombia. And uh, the Poles always uh, the scourge of many a side in tournament football against Colombia. A bit of an unknown quantity this game, but a lot of interest in that fixture as well. Maybe the pick of the games over the weekend then, Germany versus Sweden. And of course, that important game in Group G where England take on Panama. This is Don Busby at BBC Global Sport. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The government feels the heat over e-cigarettes. The police look into an ID check harassment claim. And Australia has signed a deal to send asylum seekers who need urgent medical treatment to Taiwan from the Pacific Island state of Nauru. The news from RTHK. Radio 3. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair for the next two hours. This week we have a special show on offer. The entire two hours is devoted to our interviews with artists from Africa to the Americas who performed at this year's international festival of the Francophonie de Montréal 2018. And as always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. And I've just come back with a suitcase full of interviews with artists who performed live at the International Music Festival Francophonie de Montréal 2018. My first interviewee was a singer-songwriter from the northeast of Quebec uh, in Canada with a singer-songwriter whose stage name is as improbable as it is quizzical. I'm now here with a Quebec Man of very great interest, Danny Placard, an artist that I've seen, first of all, on a movie where he was the lead actor. Monsieur Danny Placard, merci d'avoir partagé ce moment avec nous autres. Ça fait plaisir. In his parcours, first is, you have to understand that his stage name, Danny Placard, translates as uh, Danny uh, Wardrobe. What? Wardrobe. Et puis uh, the story was that he was living with uh, people and to escape the noise at night he put his mattress in the wardrobe. Ouais, c'est ça c'est que je me suis mis dans 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 le garde-robe parce que pour plus avoir de bruit mais j'ai manqué d'air un peu, j'ai eu trop chaud en fait. 
<laughs> uh, he he was started off by the by the 